On a dark wooded road, you wander through the night. You're familiar with your surroundings as you step so surely on. But tonight is different. The snap of a twig catches you off guard, and you begin to hear something. It's low at first, but there's, def but there's definitely something there. You know you can hear it. Though the fear within you courses through your being, screaming for you to run and find safety. There's something else there, inside, inside. compelling your curiosity. Something inside craves to, to know. know more. You're, You're listening, listening to, whispers. to whispers in the night. Hey listeners, it's Sang. This is Whispers in the Night. Uh, right now you're tuning in for a True Paranormal Story. It's a segment that I like to air in the time between episodes or between segments of episodes. And what True Paranormal Story is, is it's your chance as my listener to submit some paranormal stories of your own and read them yourself. Or if you'd prefer to have somebody like me read them, I'm, I'm more than happy to do that as well for the listeners of the show. Anyway, I'm not going to take too much of your time, but I just wanted to pop in just real quick to talk about tonight's true paranormal story. Uh, so when I was preparing to start launching episodes of my own again, a podcast friend of mine reached out on social media talking about a new show that she was about to release. It's called Stay the Night. And after getting a rundown for what the show was, I was all ears. Uh, episodes one and two have come out, and then this past week, episode three was released. And each episode is fantastic. They're all uh, incredibly well edited and indeed very suspenseful. And actually, I'd listened to the creator Sarah Poulton's previous podcast, which is called Answering Machine, way, way back in like 2016 when I actually when I first launched my show. Uh, it's a comedic podcast which tells a story through various messages left on, well, I mean, on somebody's answering machine. And I've come to find that I really admire the way that her podcast ideas sort of think outside of the box. So I came to find that Sarah also has some of her own paranormal stories that she was more than happy to share. I was just like, hey, you think that you'd be willing to share some of your stories on, on my show? And she was like, yeah. Totally, or you know, something like that. So, what I have for you now, in her own words, in her own voice, is Sarah Poulton, the mastermind behind the new podcast, Day the Night, telling you her true paranormal stories. Hi, my name is Sarah Poulton. I am the co writer and co creator of the podcast, Day the Night, which is an audio drama horror podcast. And to celebrate that, and as a big fan of Whispers in the Night, I'm going to tell some true stories um, that I have experienced as it relates to the supernatural and ghosts. And, you know, the more I thought about it and the more I dug into it, I realized I've had a lot of experience with supernatural and with ghosts. Uh, and I'll start with when I was a young girl, I sort of did a summer couple of weeks with my cousins at my great aunt's house and her house is in the middle of nowhere in Virginia um, it's in a place I as an adult haven't really heard of um, in Matthews County and it was along the water and her house was just really big and creaky and old and you know kind of spooky but no one told us uh, when we were staying well, no one told us before we got there they told us while we were there and I was pretty little that 
her house was actually built on a graveyard. And they never moved the bodies. That's true. This is very true. Uh, and being young children and mischievous, you know, seven, eight years old, we were um, sneaking around the house in the middle of the night. And I had to, even though I was the youngest of the cousins and the smallest by far, I was also sort of the pluckiest and bravest. And I had a shirt that glowed in the dark and it had the big goosebumps G on it because it was the 90s. And as someone who is a horror writer, I think you guys can imagine that as a child I was very into goosebumps. So you can see where I got it from. They were starting me young. So we were sneaking around the house and it's you know, really dark and it's scary. And um, I walked right into a very large man inside the house and I ran. I just bolted. And some of my other cousins ran and then we kind of did inventory once we got back to our room for who was missing and where had they gone. <laughs> now, I did find out that it was my Uncle Baxter that we had run into. Uh, but a few days later, actually on the last day of our trip, we were upstairs and there was sort of this finished attic bedroom, but there was a door to the back part of the attic and they used it for storage and it was pretty empty and we were all sitting around talking and it's the middle of the day and the door just swung open. And there's no way it could have been a window open or an air conditioner. The door just opened and we all watched it happen. It was absolutely terrifying. So as I got older, uh, there were some other very scary experiences. Um, I'm married now, and actually my husband, I think, really brought this all to my attention that I have these sort of experiences. It wasn't something I ever really thought of. But he used to live, before we got married and moved in together, uh, or, or moved in together and then got married, he lived in this historic townhouse. And it was in D.C., there's a lot of these sort of historic townhouses that have been broken up into apartments. It's very normal. And in this townhouse, it had very tall fireplaces. They were almost as tall as me. I'm, I'm five feet tall. And these sort of creaky old wood floors and crown molding and very tall ceilings. Uh, and it was just very ornate in the way it was sort of looks. And when we were touring it, uh, we were dating when he, he moved in there and he was we were touring it for him to live there and there was sort of an old man that owned the townhouse and all of the apartments in it and he was telling us that it used to be a flop house owned by the mob and you know that made it kind of cool like yeah I think this would be a cool place to live it's got some stories and some history uh, but what I, I guess I didn't really take into account was there might have been more to the townhouse and it was very late one night, it was a fall night, and my then boyfriend, now husband, he was in bed, and I was walking down the hall, and there was a light on behind me, and it kind of went like the bedroom was to the left, and then at the end of the hall was the living room. And I walk down the hall, and I look up, and there's a man standing there. And only, only my husband, has keys to this place. No one else has access, right? I guess the owner had access, but I'm not looking at the owner. I'm looking at this man. He's maybe in his 50s. He's wearing a suit and a vest. And 
he has a mustache and he has gray hair and he's kind of half in the shadows half standing where I can see him and he's tall and uh, I look at him and I, I mean I'm totally stopping my tracks because there's this man standing there and I blink and he's gone so I didn't really know what to do I just went to bed and I never said anything uh, I didn't tell my husband until he had moved out because I knew he would be really scared but I wasn't scared this guy just didn't feel scary I did feel a little bit like I was intruding in his space but I wasn't afraid of him and there were a couple more instances uh, after actually right before um, I got engaged to my husband. We, we went on a trip to Charleston, uh, South Carolina. Great area to go and visit. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of great food there. Um, obviously, there's a lot of complicated history there. Um, and I think some people... Well, I won't go into it. There's a whole... There's a lot going on in the South. Um, but it's a great city to visit. And, uh, you know, I like spooky things. Obviously, we've established that. And I love ghost tours. So we signed up for this ghost tour, and in it, we get to visit this abandoned prison. So, you know, there's a tour guide, there's a group, and it's this sort of very small, tall structure. It's kind of fallen apart. It's, you know, there's no, I, I, if there, maybe there was electricity, but I don't know if it was on. You know, it's just very dimly lit, and it, it probably just scary because it's a bit of a hazard uh, so they took us in up this you know staircase and we're in this room on the second floor and they said it used to be a room where people were tortured in the prison and you know the tour guide is going over these historical facts and being very dramatic uh, and I just I just feel something gently touching my just gently caressing my face and I, I don't like this feeling I don't enjoy it at all I'm trying to like you know just brush it off and brush it away like almost as delicate and as uncomfortable as a spider web brushing against my face but there's no spider web there's no dust I mean I'm sure there's dust but there's that's not what's touching me I'm looking around. I'm not standing near anybody. This is in 2019, and uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I felt like something was touching me, right on the face, just caressing me. And then at the end of the tour, I told the tour guide, and he was like, "Not again." And someone, apparently. He said, this is the third time this has happened tonight. So, cool. <laughs> that, that was pretty uncomfortable. And the last story that I have for you. I got married in 2020, which is already pretty terrifying. Uh, outdoors with immediate family, socially distant. Uh, and we couldn't go on a big honeymoon for obvious reasons the pandemic we, we wanted to be careful and safe that was very important to us and we 
traveled uh, around to Ben and Breakfasts around the area, and we drove up to Annapolis and stayed in this hotel. And we actually didn't see anybody in the hotel. It was everything about this was spooky. Uh, we read reviews that said the hotel was haunted, which made me say we definitely have to stay there. And I, I regret saying that. And you'll find out why. So we get to the hotel, and there's this sort of old man behind the counter. And, you know, he checks us in. We get to our room. The room is really big. Again, it actually has this very large fireplace, uh, and it, it's got kind of that historic feel to it. And I, I really spent a lot of time looking at the fireplace because it was beautiful, and it's kind of the only thing to look at in the room. And, I mean, there's not a lot to do <laughs> uh, in a pandemic. So, uh, and I never saw another guest in this hotel. That was weird. Good, because, right, it's a pandemic, but, but also weird. Uh, and, in fact, the only other person I saw was the guy at the front desk. He was walking around with a chainsaw. So that was concerning, especially since Annapolis is not a place known. Like, it's a city. We were, like, on a city block. So what's he doing with a chainsaw? Um, anyways, that night, uh, we get ready. I climb in bed. And I hear the floorboards creaking. But not in another room hear them creaking in our room as if someone is walking back and forth back and forth and I know it's not my husband because he's right next to me and I have really good vision in the dark I just have excellent I, I have excellent vision in general and I can look and I can see there's nobody in our room I don't see anybody in our room hear the floorboards creaking back and forth, back and forth, and I just curl into a ball, and I hear the footsteps on the creaking floorboards coming closer, and I feel this light gossamer touch on my face, down my arm, back and forth, up and down my arm, and again on my face, and I just close my eyes, and I just try to go to sleep. The next morning, I get up, and we are ready to leave. I am ready to get out of here. We were only going to stay there for one night, and I am so grateful. I am ready to get to our next destination. And I look, and I'm looking at the fireplace, and on the floor of the fireplace is this huge wad golden long blonde hair and I don't have blonde hair and my husband doesn't have blonde hair and the hair was not there the day or night before so whose hair was that thank you so much for having me on the podcast I am a huge fan if you liked my stories, or if you want to hear something a bit more graphic, a bit more gruesome, and a bit more um, dramatically told, please check out Stay the Night. It is an audio drama podcast. It is not for the faint of heart. It has music and actors and sound effects, so it's got a really cool production value. Uh, all 11 episodes uh, will come out for free 
Or if you can't wait for the finale, which will be on Halloween of 2022, you can purchase them for $4.99 on Apple Podcasts. Uh, or you can support our show by checking out our merch at tpublic.com slash user slash stay the night. Um, but if you want to learn more about me, I'm Sarah Poulton. You can follow me on social media at Sarah Poulton or check out my website, sarahpoulton.com, S-A-R-A-P-O-L-T-O-N. Thank you again so much for having me. I am such a huge fan of the show. And if I run into any more ghosts, I will definitely be back. Ben and Ava had the perfect life. Do you want me to drive? No, I'll be all right. I'm not due for another month. Until they had a tragic accident. Now they're on a road trip to reconnect. It's been five months. They stop at a bed and breakfast owned by Martha and Dennis Newman. Oh, well, hello there. Dennis, we've got guests. Martha, where's supper? Who have no intentions of letting them leave. Did you hear that? Yes, sounds like someone fell. Gotcha! This is about something much bigger. It's about family. You have to run! They're catching up! Stay the night. 11 episodes that will keep you on the edge of your seat.